Back to the crossover podcast, sure you get comics and you get sports, but it is Bachelorette time. Episode two was in the books, and there was many, many things to talk about about this particular episode. Joining me today is a man who I have met many, many times, Craig Needle. Oh, hi! That's, yeah. that's the worst intro you've ever given me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I decided to steal Demario's line. It was pretty funny. Uh, oh. Jess Brady is also here. How's it going, Jess? I'm well, thanks. How are you? All right. Um, so much to dissect. Great episode. I just <laughs> want to take a second to just acknowledge the fact that Rachel is doing a just spectacular job so far on this show. Like, she is just 100% approval rating. I, I think she's fantastic and really puts JoJo's season to shame where the second George Rogers stepped out of the limo, the, the season was pretty much over. And, and we've got Rachel just firing on all cylinders. It is it is excellent to watch. And the the right choice was made. That's all I'm saying. And, and I feel like they had a, a – from Nick's season, they had two or three girls that they could have gone with. But there, there's no doubt in my mind that the right choice was made. I uh, I'd agree with that, and I have, I have a hot take. I have a hot take about this. I was going to save till the end, but since you brought up Rachel's performance, I'll, I'll just I'll just put it out there right now. Rachel, in all the time I've been watching this particular program, this particular series, and I've been doing it for some time, mm-hmm. through two episodes, Rachel, unquestionably the most likable lead they've ever had. Yeah, I I I mean, I I've only been watching a few seasons, but I I agree wholeheartedly, and I can't imagine. Is she like, so? You're claiming I was going to say she's probably the greatest bachelorette of all time. Are you saying she's the greatest bachelor, bachelorette, any of, of all them. time? Any of them? I like it. I'm I can't dispute it. Absolutely can't dispute it. Any anything to add to that one, Jess? I would agree. I would say you know let's let's use the terminology that all the kids are using. She's goat, greatest of all time. <laughs> um, seriously, I I think that especially coming from the female perspective, she is the girl that all girls want to be when in these sorts of situations. I know that we're going to get into uh, some specifics here of, of interesting things that happen this episode. Um, but really she, she handles herself with a lot of class and she, she doesn't take any crap. <laughs> you know, if she sees something that's offside, she calls them on it. And uh, you know, she just doesn't sit back passively and say, okay, well, I guess I'll let that slide. Nah. I mean, she, she, she really does have a very good sense of of herself, and I think that's the most important thing for anybody, really. I mean, once you know yourself, you know what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. Um, but yeah, she just really is is a powerhouse, and uh, it's it's refreshing to see as someone who is, um, you know, just so confident within themselves. And I saw something earlier this week or last week, I guess I should say that. Um, says that she's also the oldest bachelorette they've ever had. She's 31. And I think that that has a lot to do with her level of confidence and her ability to really hone in on this whole aspect. And obviously she's been through the mill once before with Nick's season. um, So she has a really good understanding of what's going on. But I think that has something to do with it. Her level perhaps of maturity is a little bit higher than than past contestants. Um, Not to sound like... (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, Taylor, emotional maturity or whatever. But uh, I really think she has just a really good sense of herself and what she's looking for. And that makes her um, pretty amazing to watch in this in this whole uh, circus that is Bachelorette. <laughs> it, it is absolutely fascinating to me. Fascinating. And she said it in this in the in the episode. I think she said it to Peter, too, where it, it just makes no sense that this woman is single. It, it, it absolutely does not. She is funny. She is confident. She is like, it's got to be the job, right? It, it, it has to be. I mean, because she is a lawyer that takes up a ton of your time. You, you, you can't just half ass a career like that. You've really got to throw everything you have in into a career such as 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 lawyering. Yeah. So I just it, it's got to be the career, doesn't it? I think that maybe it's a combination of factors. I think that because she is such a powerhouse, she has a lot of priorities that she puts a lot of effort into. So she's got her career. She's obviously very close from her family, from what we can see from the last season. Um, And I think that that is, I mean, the right person is not going to see those those priorities as impediments. The right person is going to see those as attractive qualities in her. But I think that maybe that can be a bit intimidating uh, for someone, I, I don't know, who has seemingly so much going on. Maybe she people don't feel like she's approachable in that way. They think, oh, no, she wouldn't be interested in me or something like that. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I mean, and not to take away from her at all, but also we are seeing... A, a curated view of her right so we don't really know what she's like in a relationship um so hopefully she would be the exact same because we love her and we think she's great but yeah i guess it's always different when you're in a relationship too from from how you present yourself when you're first getting to know someone but um yeah i, I don't know i think it's she's just got a lot going on and she's not willing to settle either mm-hmm. so if you have really high expectations for yourself and what a partner would be bringing to the table you're not afraid to eat alone <laughs> you know what i mean like you you can be by yourself and be happy within yourself. So another person coming into that situation needs to bring a lot to the table in order to, you know, warrant sitting down and having that invitation to sit down to dinner with her, if you will. So this is basically her romantic comedy where she's the businesswoman who just doesn't have time for love, right? Maybe, yeah. I mean, for time, or she's just not found anyone that has really clicked with her yet. So yeah, she's, maybe, maybe that's it. She's quite. The, she's got a real strong force of personality too. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like that that might have led to some. Like she's just. God, she's so awesome. <laughs> she really is awesome. <laughs> she she's is too. Cool. She's too good for most humans. Yeah, she's she's. <laughs> She's definitely too good for most of the dudes that uh, that are on this show, anyway. Oh God, yes. Um, yeah, I don't see. I mean, a couple of guys, I think, I think uh, rose up the power rankings this week. But should we just mm-hmm. get into the Demario thing, which obviously was was the uh, yeah. Let's start with Demario. The Demario. Do it up. So we knew from the this season on that an ex girlfriend shows up, and I'm kicking myself for not asking you guys who who you thought it was going to end up being. Um. From the, you know, today on The Bachelor, um, from uh, for episode two, we knew that the ex-girlfriend was going to show up. And I'd say at about the 15 minute, somewhere between the 15 and 20 minute mark, it was it was fairly obvious that it was going to be DeMario, uh, DeMario's ex-girlfriend. Because he got so much screen time and, <laughs> and just so many random cuts to him that, that it was obvious it was, it was about to be a DeMario episode. And then you started to think about, okay, well, Whitney also warned... 
uh, Rachel that Demario's intentions might not be pure and that she knew her ex-girlfriend. I don't know if it's this specific girl who I'm not even sure if we got her name, this Demario ex-girlfriend. Um, Lexi, and, I think. Lexi? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, well, from here on out, she's going to be known as Lexi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's also important to note the timeline. In our minds, as viewers of the show, it feels like Rachel met Demario at the After the Rose special, like two days after Nick Vial's season, and then two what is it? Two months later, now she's she's meeting him again. When in actuality, she met him at the the After the Rose special, and then four days later, they started filming. So there wasn't that big of a gap. Between when she saw when she saw him, and when uh, he showed up at the mansion again for episode one, but in our in our time space, it feels like a lot longer than that. So it's perfectly conceivable that he could easily have had an ex girlfriend or a girlfriend or or a girl back home or whatever the hell you want to call it, and then he's like, oh, I got on the show, you know, screw this, <laughs> like left whatever yeah. girl he was with to try to get his to try to get his fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, clearly he was not there for the right reasons. No, absolutely not. And it was it was fairly obvious from the get go that Demario was. I just I, are you surprised, Craig, that this happened in the second episode? No, because mm-hmm. this sort of thing is going to happen. It usually happens early on, right? Because they're still in L.A. They're doing all their stuff. They are close enough to home if anyone lives in L.A. Plus, it's easier to track them down there than it is in you know, wherever they go next, because they're going to be obviously getting on a plane sometime soon and going someplace. So if this stuff happens, it's usually going to be early on. Yeah, that's a good point. So the ex-girlfriend shows up, basically blows up his spot, and and (laughs) just, it it was hilarious to me. First off, the the way he reacted to seeing uh, Lexi, apparently, is... (laughs) He immediately goes, "Oh, well, who's this?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> For like, he had this alarmed look on his face, and he's yeah. like, "Wait a minute, gotta compose myself." Oh, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the GIF is priceless. I've seen it so much over the last week. I just, I or not week. I mean, a couple of days since the episode aired. So good. <laughs> yeah. the, the the reaction was priceless. And then, because we mentioned that uh, Rachel is this boss ass lawyer woman. She then mm-hmm. basically begins cross-examining him in the middle of this basketball of this youth basketball court that they are currently on, and I'm not sure if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was was present for most <laughs> of this scene. I kind of hope that he was. Like, would it be great if we cut to like reaction shots of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just <laughs> yeah. shaking? He's his, just shaking, yeah, yeah, shaking, shaking his, his head, head like in disgust. Come on, Demario. Yeah, like oh man, <laughs> like just oh so good, and like some of the st- like, oh god, Demario was just so bad at lying it was incredible like at one point she she started accusing him of like you know you still have the keys to my house and he goes no i don't oh no wait i mailed those I mailed- keys to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so and he putting the keys in the mail somehow exonerates him from what's going on here exactly right just- oh, oh never mind how fast he was talking it oh. was like classic like he was spinning 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 you could see the wheels turning in his head he's trying to figure out something some way to get around this and i was like dude you are done you have been lawyered you are done oh god it was so hilarious about and then for her to just like i i wish i had the actual quote in front of me but for it was rachel's 
Like in in a in a episode full of boss Rachel moments, it was the ultimate boss moment where she was just, mm. just said so. Like the gist of it was, you know, I feel like you're playing me right now, so get the fuck out, right? And it was yeah. just like, oh my god. Like I want, I was standing and applauding. I was just like, I was basically doing the Arsenio where I was like, woo! <laughs> she's so, <laughs> oh, she's so fantastic. Um, Craig, I'm not gonna point out the irony of a man in a uh, purple and yellow basketball jersey wearing number 24 uh, <laughs> scenario. It was... Uh... No, it's, it's it's for the best for all involved not to do that. <laughs> um, but... Uh, man. Yeah, there are... Uh, there, there, there was a time when I was on college radio and I made a horrifying joke about this and I somehow was able to not be kicked out of school, but that's... that's we're going to stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I I just I'm gonna leave it at that fill in the blanks there my like yep. I, my our, our audience is intelligent enough to fill in the blanks there <laughs> oh god so Demario I guess ends up returning in in hat in hand I don't know um Craig what do you make of him attempting to return because I mean obviously it's going to not end well for Demario next oh god no anything. no it's gonna be a disaster mm-hmm. It's um, it's it's gonna be awful. The guys are gonna be mad at him, and they're gonna be all like, wanting to do the tough guy thing. Like, oh, look at this guy's here. We're gonna fight him right now. Oh, and no one's actually gonna fight because no one fights in the Bachelorette or the no. Bachelor. Really? Um, no, like, like they they get angry at each other, but no one's gonna actually take a swing at anybody. Who knows? Maybe this season could be different. That would be hey. No one wants that more than I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're right. That, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, however. I don't know what's going to happen, but everyone's going to do the whole tough guy act, and he's going to just set up to walk right the tail between his legs. So there's no way Rachel's going to be like, yeah, come on back. Like, no, forget <laughs> no. it. No. She's not. No, she'll, it. she'll give him a chance to look even more pathetic than he already did, and then they'll send him on his way. But, I mean, classic F-boy. I'm not going to actual say, actually say the word. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. classic F-boy behavior. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll just be the chance again, you know how I said Rachel is basically like the woman that like a lot of women would like to be, they would like to embody that personality and just be a boss all the time. She is going to let us all live vicariously through her and have that moment where she tells him off and says, go on, get, (laughs) get out of here, take your butt out of here. We don't want to see you anymore. And that's what she'll do. She'll just continue to give him a Royal telling off. And uh, that's, I think that's what'll happen. You ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the hell up out of here, Demario. That's, that's right. all it is. Um, if you're an editor, if you're one of the many, many editors of of The Bachelor, the the, the tremendous editors of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, is it, when they hand you the footage for this particular episode and say this is the way we want you to kind of drive it, and we've got all this great like Josiah and Demario footage and and there's this great stuff of Demario actually, you know, honestly, the dumbest thing he might have done might not even been the ex-girlfriend thing. It might have been him dunking on Rachel during a basketball, like a little pickup. <laughs> also game. not good. Yeah, like, just dumb. Like I can't think of, of of all the ways to win a girl's heart on on the basketball court, Craig. Like how far down the list is is grabbing a rebound and then dunking on her, like going cashews on her. It might be other than like do, like a flagrant foul might be the bottom thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was just not a good performance by Demario for for many 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 reasons. I just can't believe his react. Like I, I keep coming back to him, him like 
trying to like salvage it. Like, okay, I can, like, how is he thinking in his head? All right, I can get out of this. Like, how yeah. can he possibly think that? Oh yeah, I'm gonna solve this problem. I'm just gonna say I don't really know this person. Ah, maybe I do. Like, oh, the whole thing is bizarre. Demario not there for the right reasons, and all obviously all the guys are gonna be mad at him. And just ugh, it was. Um, it was it was not a good scene, but I'm very very glad that Rachel handled it the way she did. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis guest starred this week. Oh yeah, yeah, that was delightful. <laughs> I, I did I did not see that coming, and I'm I'm gonna say this. I think this was the most relatable, like, cause I mean we've known Ashton Kutcher basically since 1999, right? So we spent 18 years, more than half our lives with with Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Yep. This Mila Kunis, too. We, we literally met her the exact same time. Exactly, yep, yep, yep. So, I feel... And Mila Kunis has always been, like, kind of, you know, the internet's favorite girl. She seems like a really cool chick. She does, you know, whiskey commercials and stuff. She, it, like, freely admitted stuff like she used to play World of Warcraft and was, like, hardcore in World of Warcraft where she had, like, a guild that she uh, raided with and stuff. So, you know, she's been an internet darling for a long time. I would say... I would venture to say, and maybe this is just me. You guys can can let me know if I'm onto something here. I think that this appearance on The Bachelorette is probably in the in the 18-year history we have with Ashton Kutcher. This was the most relatable he's ever seemed to me personally. Am I? Am I? Am I? Yeah, no. He's he's yeah. like he, he seemed like a guy who watches The Bachelorette with his wife mm-hmm. every Monday night and Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> He said and, that uh, too, yeah. yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah, and that, that's an incredibly relatable thing because that's one of the things I do on Monday nights is watch The Bachelorette and watch Paradise. Celebrities, they're just like us. Exactly. Uh, no, it was uh, it was very very good, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that she. Um, I'm glad that they were both on the program. They they added a lot to it, and mm-hmm. um, they did a very good job, I thought, with the uh, uh, husband material challenge. Yeah. What did What did you make of that, Craig? It was it was it was a typical early on in the bachelorette yeah. process type challenge. Like you know, all right, get a little bit physical and you know put put some jokey stuff in there. Oh yeah, changing babies' diapers, ha ha ha. Like it was it was pretty typical and that was fun. I especially enjoyed that first part of the challenge because while I was texting you, Craig, you said diapers, ew, and <laughs> I said and I said Craig. I got news for you. <laughs> that's, that's your future, buddy. Right? Like, I understand that. You're going to have a lot of that. Like, so yeah. you can relate to Ashton Kutcher even more in November. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> Here you, you go. How do you feel like Good. you would have performed on the husband material obstacle course? <laughs> right now, right now, quite poorly. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe better as of like November 9th. But yeah. for now, for now, quite poorly. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way, Big Shoes. Um... So the Waboom guy won. I, I believe I texted I texted you this that I, I related Waboom guy stiff arming Kenny and and throwing him aside to win Poor Kenny. to win this championship after drowning his his make believe baby and <laughs> and still getting credit with a win. I I acquainted it to it was the worst loss I had suffered since the the 2010 game seven when the Lakers beat the Celtics for a title that that was the worst loss I've suffered worse than the 50 point blowout from the from the Cavaliers earlier this year I mean just so disappointing I hate Waboom guy I hate that <laughs> like all these like Doritos commercials that he did have surfaced and it's just like ah oh, 
God, he's the worst. I, I have to, that was another thing. Ashton Kutcher's greatest moment was his reaction to the guy going waboom <laughs> and then just being like, like, like he might stop watching The Bachelor after having witnessed that. I think. Oh yeah, so bad. You know what? I really like Waboom Guy. <laughs> oh, get off my show. <laughs> no. So hey, I said this to Craig. I put up with you guys fawning over frickin' Korean for how much weeks? Oh, how dare you? How dare no, no, you? No, no, no. No, no, It's not just me, Pierce. Even the editors are on my side. Did you notice they use the same music for Waboom Guy as they did for Corinne? That creepy... <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> And you know what? I'm not saying he's going to win, but he sure as hell is entertaining. (laughs) He's definitely definitely not going to win. I mean, he's doing better than, like, I'll tell you, I hate Blake more than I hate Waboom Guy. I would rather spend the entire time with Waboom Guy than with Blake, who is a complete complete tool. And his only, like, reason for being there seemingly so far is the fact that he hates Waboom Guy and is like, I'm going to try to get him thrown off the show or whatever. And it was just like. Hashtag 30 minute man. Yeah, it's just God, that guy's a that guy's like Waboom, I think is is I would say it's eighty percent an act, right? Because yeah. he, he is a guy who's done commercials. Um like all the like I said earlier, all these Doritos commercials that he was in have surfaced and or or have been refound on YouTube. So most of what Waboom guy is doing is I would say is an act and him trying to promote his brand, whereas Blake is just a tool. <laughs> like he is just a complete tool. And yeah, I I hope that Blake goes before Waboom guy. I'll say that, but uh, I agree. I, I I feel the same way. And here's here's how I feel about Waboom guy. And I've come around to Waboom guy a little bit. And and I, I told Jess this. Um, people are saying, oh yeah, he's not there for the right reasons. He's there just to you know be an idiot and promote his silly catchphrase and see if he can be famous after that. You don't think Rachel knows that? Yeah, exactly. Rachel. Rachel knows that. Yeah. Rachel understands what's up here, so she's gonna like, all right, she's going to let this guy hang around for as long as she thinks is reasonable, and then she's gonna be like, all right, it's, the, the chips are down now. You're good. You gotta go. Like yeah. that's Rachel absolutely knows what's up there. So people like Waboom guy and some of these other people are gonna go, and but for now, there he's here. He's entertaining, and Ra- I, I trust Rachel to uh, to rid us of Waboom guy when she feels appropriate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, Blake made the classic mistake of he used his... You know Blake's gone mm-hmm. next, because he used the cla- he made the classic Bachelor mistake of when he finally got his one-on-one time with Rachel, he used it to just talk about Waboom Guy and, and mention that he is currently living with Waboom Guy's ex-girlfriend or something like that. Like, yeah, let's, other roommates. Yeah, like, let's open up that box and, and, like, oh. and visit that, because that's... So the bachelor, the bachelor weird. folks, uh, they, they have a lot of these weird coincidences happen with it's, casting. It's, it's almost, very, it's very incestuous. It's, al- it's very almost incestuous. like they, it's yeah. almost like they know. It's almost like they know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I yeah. mean Blake versus uh, Waboom guy though. I like anytime I think of that like rivalry, it's it's it reminds me of the tagline for Alien versus Predator, where it's like no matter who wins, <laughs> we lose. Right? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's just like, ugh, who cares? God. Uh, now, so, I don't know if you guys saw this this week. Well, well, we'll get to the rest of the episode, but there's someone else who might be even more offensive than Blake, Waboom Guy, or Demario, but we'll get to that in a minute. No, throw it out there. Okay, you want to throw it out there now? Did yeah. you guys see some of these uh, screen cap tweets from Lee? No. Oh, God. Well, Lee was on screen for, I think, about three seconds, and also 
male, you know, made himself out to be a complete tool as well. And we know again from this season on that Lee kind of becomes the the villain. But Lee did this thing where I don't even know who he was talking to, but he was like, "I hope I win and I hope you lose." Just kidding, haha. <laughs> but not really, ha <laughs> ha. Just just kidding. You suck. I, I, I was like, oh, fuck Lee. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, lay these on me because I, I did not see these tweets. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there was him saying that the person responsible for the Orlando terrorist attack was uh, uh, a devout Muslim, which may or may not be accurate, of course, and also a registered Democrat, which we know is not true. Uh, we have him talking about signing terrorists to recognize Black Lives Matter as a terrorist group. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that We have him sharing... Photos saying that Christians should not be voting Democrat under any circumstances, which, again, you can believe that, but there's some awkwardness there. Um, let's see here. Uh, Guy, when was the last time you actually saw a pretty feminist? There's a reason for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was May 2016. He tweeted that. Um, Big Toby Keith fan is what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he also refer. He, there's just a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of other stuff that uh, people can get into. They can just search Lee Bachelorette, and it comes up pretty quick on your Twitter. But oh my goodness! The moral of the story is this is not good, and I doubt the Bachelorette people knew about this obviously before <laughs> he started filming this show. Oh, uh, oh man! She, he, here's a tweet in which she compares Hillary Simpson, uh, Hillary Clinton rather, to O.J. Simpson, which is probably not good. Oh my God! This uh, is a direct uh, yeah. quote. Yeah, uh, Hillary is the millennial version of O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh, yeah. What the I, hell? So it's, well, it's, it's a strong bet that Lee voted for he who shall never be named on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not only is it a strong bet, yeah. but I think that there's just it, – it, it's off the board. Oh, it's yeah. Off the, now, yeah. It's absolutely the off the board. The only thing that I wouldn't agree with is, Craig, you're saying that Bachelorette people – like producers and stuff wouldn't have known about that. I don't necessarily. They probably were agree. salivating at that. Yeah. yeah no. Because they're thinking this is great, makes him even worse than people would want to watch to see him get canned off the show. Um, I know that it's obviously like that's not great stuff to be associated with, but the old saying goes, mm -hmm. any bad publicity is still good publicity. Yeah. That's true. Because um, if this like somehow surfaces in taping or filming, then yeah. they can have like the moment. Oh yeah, the, our first black bachelorette realizes that one of the guys on the show is racist. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do yeah. such dives on these people, right? Like for That's for their true. their background information. So I I feel like they would leave no stone unturned. Really. I mean, I think uh, unless somehow he like went through his profile before he even applied and deleted all the stuff. But I mean, there are there are ways to you know there are caches of information where they can go back and collect the information. I mean, and someone obviously screen capped them. So I feel like more than likely they knew something about this. No, that's uh, that's a good point because my theory was when I said that was oh okay clearly if they knew about this they would have told them hey scrub your Twitter profile you dummy. But you're right they probably would have seen this and been like all right well just let's let's just see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. one is and we're the, just prepared for it. What's the difference between the NAACP and the KKK? Wait for it. One has the sense of shame to cover their racist ass faces. Oh what? Whoa. Oh god. No, not, none of it. None of it makes sense. This is incredible. Like, oh, oh god. <laughs> Lee, take your guitar and get out. Yeah. Just I, I, I said. I said last. I believe last week I compared him to the douchebag who Lee learns just enough guitar to try to get laid in college. 
And yeah. turns out he's much, much worse than that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, he's God. way far down the road. Oh, uh, so I don't know how much more of Lee we're going to be seeing. Well, it's, I mean, he's getting into a fight with somebody next week. And because uh, there was somebody yelling at him at the ca- on, like, he's sitting on the couch and somebody's yelling at Lee. Um, I don't know. I think we might be in for a few more weeks of Lee. It just maybe they maybe they fully lean into it and, and just give him the complete villain edit, right? And then yeah, it's possible. to the point where he's just, you know, like just the most hated Bachelor contestant of all time. Yeah, they, they, they have options. They have options on the table. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, the thing is, you, 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 like, is there's no way Rachel's going to know about these tweets, right? So, no, because like they, yeah. they take their cell phones and stuff, right? Because there's, there's yeah. no way they let them during the filming... Uh, I mean, I'm sure they get some access to the internet because, I mean, you have to be able to email people and stuff, right? But I can't imagine they're letting her, you know, hey, you know, check Lee's Twitter account and stuff like that. Yeah. Although that would make for a great episode, I think, if she would just was like, like Rachel scrolling through, like if she's just in the confessional scrolling through Lee's Twitter account, I would, those are some reactions I would, like I would like to see Rachel just go, huh. Excuse me, I'm going to go kill him real quick. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> Some uh, ex-girlfriend of Lee's needs to show up with his cell phone in hand. <laughs> <laughs> and for the second time this season, Rachel's looking through someone's cell phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, let's talk about a few other things that happened in this episode, because there's a lot of stuff that, uh, that I want to get to. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about the situation involving, um, well, we, we talked a little bit about Kenny and, and, and Waboom guy, but uh, yeah. do we still feel like Kenny's a, a, a big time front runner here? I think he, I, I think he is. Uh, I, I don't want to say the stiff arm that he threw. I was trying to figure out how Lee, the Waboom guy was able to throw such a professional stiff arm to a guy who is a wrestler in real life. And apparently Waboom guy was like a three-time national rugby champion for whatever college he went to, Craig. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he won a couple of college college uh, rugby worlds. And it made sense because in his high, his opening like highlight package, it showed him spike like a rugby ball. And then he was like, you know, Waboom or whatever. And he was in the full rugby gear. So, oh, so wow. tremendous rugby player, the, uh, the Waboom guy. Who'd have thunk it? Um, I still feel like Kenny, it, like to me, nothing... Uh, Kenny Kenny didn't move up or down the power rankings to me. I, I still think he's a Final Four guy. What do you think? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Uh, and I remember saying last week that I was pretty impressed with uh, uh, with Dean and how yeah. he sort of was able to get things back on the rails. And Jess, I know you're now talking about this. That hey, Dean uh, Dean had a pretty good episode. Obviously, he gets that uh, he gets that rose from the mm-hmm. group date, but he had a he had a nice episode. Did Dean? He did, and he also was one of the only ones to really give her that spark that she was looking for, that fun, that romantic, flirtatious uh, aspect in the group date when she was kind of lamenting in the one-on-one camera there, where she's like, oh, none of these, none of these guys are really yeah. making this a great night for me. And then Dean comes along, and there he is, and he's flirty, and they have a little kiss, and it's really nice. So I was pleased for them that that worked out. And as we have said, Dean continues to redeem himself. And also Rachel um, brought them back to that moment. And she said, you stole 
my line when they met for the, the behind the final rose or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so she hearkened back to that. What was an awkward moment in many ways. Um, but she has tried to reassure him time and time again that it was okay. And she she appreciated the humor and where he was coming from. So I think that uh, she is really showing showing Dean and the viewers that, you know, she is just rolling with things. And she appreciated his attempt at humor. And so she's... She's, you know, I think, I don't count Dean out. Him and his sandcastles, you know, he's, he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've completely flipped on Dean because, like, the, the thing I'll say, like, I'm on his side now. I'll say that. And, and I'm rooting for him. And I think I have him in the, I think I'm, I'm willing to move him up into the final four because it, it seems like she genuinely likes him. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned her saying, like, oh, these guys are boring. That was another one of her boss moments because she, like, that was so real. Where she was just like, man, none of these guys are really, you know, bringing the heat today. And then she, I believe she referred to Dean as a breath of fresh air when they went into their their yeah. one-on-one. And, and Dean got the rose. And he got the first of what were many kisses on the night, though. Uh, or at least on the episode. I don't I don't want to say on the night. But, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. The, the Dean, because Dean's 25, so maybe he just... Maybe he just like listened to the producers too. Like I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah. and I feel like I feel like he just doesn't seem that comfortable on camera to me. So maybe yeah. like some of the producers in you know off camera for that after the rose were like, go out there and and rock her with the, uh, you know, once you go black, you never go back line. She'll love that. And he was just kind of like, duh, okay. And <laughs> he was just like, just because he was like, I don't have any other line prepared. So I I don't know, but like. He has recovered from yeah. the from the that terrible terrible line he he spit out and uh, yeah I think I'm rooting for Dean he he, he rose up. I think he made the biggest leap in the power rankings this week. Yeah, certainly I think that he he's he did well he acquitted himself well if you will um, and now mentioning I didn't realize that he's only 25 which I don't know if that will be something that. Rachel is hesitant about the longer they go down this road, given that she is 31, as we've had this discussion before. And I think it was last podcast about uh, older ladies with slightly younger gentlemen. Who knows if that's a concern? I think it really does come down to personality. And if you're a right match, then age doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. And I think there is a bit of, of, freshness about him in you know even just his smile it just seems very genuine how he comes across so hopefully that continues for them Craig, what did you yeah do? sorry go ahead Craig. well oh, i just i just feel the same way i just uh i like the way that they uh they work together i i was gonna say uh what, what did you feel about rachel running the hurry up offense while they were playing uh playing oh football? that was great yeah looking like peyton manning out there so great yeah gosh she's so awesome what a, what a all-time just an all-time Hall, just a Hall of Fame performance by Rachel in yep. season two or episode two. Uh, Craig, what do you, you – you and I last week had uh, Peter, the Madison kid, as our uh, dark horse, and he got a one-on-one date this week. Uh, what were your feelings on the actual date, and how do you think Peter came off? I thought he did pretty well on the date. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, it was a good news story for Peter on that particular date. He did well. He got his rose, and it was a fun date. The dog was involved. Are we going to talk about the dog? Yeah, that, my, my wife. Loved it. Loved, <laughs> loved everything about that. That the dog gets to come on, come along on the date date. So, uh, and 
I, I said to Jess when they when the, when the date card said my be, like a, a best friend coming along. I, I think I texted Jess and like maybe the dog gets to go, but I was like half joking, and then we find out the dog actually was there. I'm like yes, <laughs> oh it's so good. And then the dog has some sort of strange injury, and and yeah. I don't like maybe I missed it. But did either of you catch Rachel explaining what's going on with the dog's leg? No, I no. Don't, has she? I don't think she has. Like, but God knows what happened. Dogs are yeah. crazy. Like like. My dog Lando right now is currently limping around with something, and and we don't know what the heck happened, but he seems to be walking it off, so he's fine. Uh, so yeah, but uh, that's just one of those things. I see a dog, like I don't know. I'm I'm fairly dead on the inside myself, but when I see like dogs limping around like that, I'm just kind of like, oh fuck, oh, oh fuck, fuck, you know. It's a, it's a, it's an injured dog. Oh god. <laughs> just, like, it's not what you want to see. No, it's it's it 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 gets to me. I don't I have no idea why. I thought that date was fun as hell because most of those dogs were just kind of behaving themselves and weren't going around, you know, just deucing all over the place, <laughs> just jumping into pools, having a good time. It it was it was it strangely looked like they were having a good time when it seems like a date that I don't know. The dog park date seems like a not opportune scenario for someone to succeed with the the bachelorette right no i i agree yeah. I, I thought it was a it was, it was an interesting uh selection but i i thought it was awesome and, mm-hmm. and i I, I, I'll, I don't know jess is if that feels like the if, if you were to pick any date that you've ever seen on that show it's probably the one you would want uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big fan of dogs yeah, if my, anyone knows me yeah, uh, was... you know that i'm uh, very pumped about that episode and uh yeah, it's. I, um, I think that Peter handled himself really well. He did a really good job of getting in there early with Copper when they were on the plane. <laughs> he was very happy and pleased with himself that the dog, you know, put his head on his lap and he got lots of pats and it was it was very good. Um, so he made friends with Copper first, which was very important to get in with Rachel because I mean, as any guy knows, you got to get in with the girl's friends to really make sure that things go well. Because if her friends don't like you, you are at an immediate disadvantage. And dogs are excellent judges of character in a lot of ways because I've seen dogs react to people that they don't like and they are usually spot on about people. So I think that that uh, was very good and it was a great relaxed atmosphere for them to to just kind of get to know each other a little bit more, sit in the empty inflatable pool on the lawn <laughs> at that party, have a couple of drinks, just relax. You know, they talked about um, their willingness to move to other locations for a, a serious relationship, which I thought was kind of nice. Um, and then they even talked about their gap teeth, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. And they have that in common, and it's a nice yep. a nice little talking point, right? And I think that happened later at their dinner, I think. But still, yep. it was it was very nice, and I think that Peter handled it really well. And, I mean, the old saying goes in showbiz, don't work with kids or, or animals because they'll upstage you. But I think Peter really shone and did a nice job, even though Copper had his cute little sparkly cast on some of the time. <laughs> He's probably like the happiest injured dog I've ever seen. <laughs> he was just bouncing along. And I thought, oh, you're so cute. But um, no, I thought it went really well for him. And uh, yeah, it was good. I'm all around, a really nice date. And it just was like uplifting. It was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like it just seemed like a nice, genuine interaction. Was was the dog there when they were having their, their one-on-one dinner too? Yes. Nice. Yeah. He like uh-huh. was walking at the table, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> He's probably banging. For food, like yeah. mom, feed me. <laughs> Very well-behaved dog. I like that. I like a good, 
like a dog that behaves. So uh, obviously Rachel's got her house in order as, as far as that whole thing goes. That. As well. <laughs> yeah, so so good. Uh, I, 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 sorry, I just thought of something while we while we were talking about that. Um, I mean, we we were we were going after Lee earlier. This is another thing to let just to let you know that Lee is the the ultimate douchebag, um, which Craig pointed out earlier. He actually goes beyond douchebag apparently into into real world terrible. But um, Lee was also the guy. If you remember, there was a shot of them Craig before the basketball game where they get their uniforms on in the locker, and Lee was like making sure his hair was perfect before they were going out there playing to play a basketball game. Fuck you, dude. Okay. Like absolutely screw you. Like, I don't know if, if, if we were sitting there getting ready for a softball game or a basketball game or anything. And I see a dude making sure his hair looks good. He's like, Oh, I got to have my hair straight. There's going to be people out there. I don't want that guy on my team whatsoever. I, I thought you were going to say that there was some part that I missed where, where Lee had said that he doesn't like dogs. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh, done. <laughs> like, no, no, it's a tear. Okay, carry on. Well, Sorry. If we, if we scroll back through the Twitter account, I'm sure something will appear. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a cat person. Oh, Come on. God. So, Nothing wrong with Neener. Neener's fine. Craig's cat. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. But they like dogs too. So, you know. It's all right. So, uh, Dean just... got a rose. Peter, has a rose. Peter got a rose, and then shockingly, I think Josiah got a rose, and Josiah, eh, I, he... I thought he had a good episode. He had a, you know, he had a, some good. I, I think that they they wouldn't have shown that whole, and I said this a little bit last week. They wouldn't have shown that whole thing about his backstory. I used mm-hmm. to be the bad kid, and then you know the lawyer showed me the way, and all that stuff. Then I became a lawyer, and now I've got the same office as the guy who, uh, you know, they wouldn't have shown us all that unless Josiah is going to be with us for a while. You know what I mean? He's not going home anytime soon. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I, I think you're right. I just the whole his his whole like, oh man, it like hurt me to my core when I heard that when I saw Rachel crying and what DeMario had done to her and stuff. It was just it was it was too. You know, like I mean, he, I guess in 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 a correct way, but also in 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 kind of a bad way, was just like I'm going to take this opportunity to capitalize on Demario's mistake here, which is both good. But I think the way he went the way he went about it for me was off-putting, where he was just kind of like he, he was just really overprotective, and and I mentioned that he seems very obsessed and stalkerish, and just the way he did that. Rachel seemed to be touched by it though. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was walking a fine line yeah. with his little his one-on-one time with her in the wake of what happened. And I I, I don't know. Like I, I was not offended by it. I thought he did a nice job of laying on just the right amount of outrage and mm. concern for her. And I mean I totally get where where you would think it was opportunistic on his part mm. to to kind of really hone in on that. But I I think that she's gonna in that moment she needed that she needed that protectiveness and the ladies speaking from my own standpoint i won't speak for everyone but if you've been done wrong you want your people your core people to stand by you and say who am i going after you know like who who am i having at least a very certain talking to what do you need me to do and i i feel like in that moment that's what josiah did whether it was schmaltzy yeah it was was it over the top probably but every once in a while 
I'll speak from, from from just from my own viewpoint, but every once in a while, that's a little bit nice, you know, be a little bit protective, be like, that guy was an asshole to you? Well, you know what, we're not going to take it, we're not going to stand for it. it it's kind of like that, you're in my you're in my crew, you're with me, ride or die, sort of a thing. And I know it's early on, episode two, to be having that kind of uh, loyalty to her for one of the Bachelors, but I don't know, I think I just, I think it came from a good place, hopefully. And also as contestants, like they, they got to be like pissed off when somebody comes in there, they're playing by the rules, presumably, and they're, you know, not attached. And like they said, there's a questionnaire, right? Like when they're in the the early stages of being selected, it's like, when was your last relationship? How, how serious, I guess, like they, they are selected through that process, right? And so if they're on the up and up, it must piss them off to see some guy come in and and like just totally disregard the rules and, and be a jerk about it, right? So I think there's probably some genuine annoyance at, at what went on. And hopefully that's just Josiah's, you know, personality. And when, when he cares about you, he really cares about you. And that's, I think, where it came from. And, and like Craig said, she responded to it. They had a nice tender moment there on that couch. And uh, yeah, so I mean, good, good play by him in general, I think. Yeah, there's a good chance it's just me and my distrustful nature. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to fully admit that. Like, it, it could just be me, but I don't know. It's just something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. And you used the phrase opportunistic and that, that, that kind of hit the nail on the head there where I was just kind of like, yeah, it was just like, he, it, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe, I mean, I flipped on Dean. So maybe Josiah's, it looks like he's going to have plenty of time to, to, to win me over. And uh, it seems like he's already winning Rachel over. So uh, good on him. Maybe he'll soften in a little bit as the episodes mm-hmm. go on. And we'll get to get to see a little bit more of of who he really is and who i mean i don't know like given given what he does for a living he's a prosecutor he's got to be tough as nails Mm -hmm. i mean obviously you have to have confidence through the roof if you're doing a job like that and and maybe that's just it like he comes off as a bit aggressive and you know but maybe as we get to know him as rachel gets to know him he'll soften a little let us in on the inside and it, it won't just be the abrasive um, over the top sometimes approach you know he'll settle down a little and get more comfortable with with the process uh craig did any other moments uh stand out to you this week that you wanted to mention um no i think it was uh it was just a really really fun episode of the bachelorette for so many reasons and i was very 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 pleased that i got a chance to watch it <laughs> <laughs> it was great a uh, couple of couple of things that I do want to mention. Uh, of all the things uh, that happened to Demario this week, I feel like the line of uh, "you you either have to swim or sink with the fishes." Uh, I I feel like that. <laughs> that line, was unfortunate. Yeah, that line kind of got glossed over and kind of gave us a uh, uh, an insight to hey, maybe this guy's not great at thinking on his feet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was there was that. Um, the doll, the the doll, the one guy's doll or whatever, being in the crowd during the basketball game, I thought that was. Yeah, how I missed that? I thought that was. Pretty, it was only there. It was like there was like a two second shot of the doll being in the crowd with like a bunch oh. of random people. It was pretty funny. It was it was the first actual like good use of that doll, I think. And uh, <laughs> finally, uh, Rachel's rose ceremony dress. Um, oh. Yowza. Fire. Yowza. I mean, my, my God, I do believe I was getting the vapors. Like, <laughs> good Lord. Wow. It fantastic. was a, it was a fantastic dress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think that I said this either on Monday or, yeah, I think it was Monday. I said to you, Craig, the, 
wardrobe people on this season have just been hitting it out of the park like just yeah. beautiful clothing she's had and uh i mean it's i mean i get it that all the guys are completely blown away with how awesome she is in in total package deal you know she's she is um just everything you'd want um but it, i i hope for her that they don't constantly comment on it because it's just kind of like okay enough yeah. <laughs> Stop talking about it. At a like, certain point, it crosses much, that but... line into objectification, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I know that they're not—they're not coming from that from that standpoint. They're just like genuinely appreciative, and that's a lovely thing. But when you have like 15 guys, the first thing out of their mouth is, "Oh, you look beautiful." Oh, la la la. It's like, okay, like <laughs> enough. <laughs> like, stop it. But yes, mm-hmm. her dress for that rose ceremony was was spot on, so nice. And while Rachel, as I said, is the girl we all want to be, she also has the clothes we all want to wear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that will continue. I'm sure it will too. You know the the way they do it is the bachelor or bachelorette. They've got their own like personal professional stylists and whatnot, and the contestants all kind of have to bring their own clothes and. Uh, and style themselves and and do their own hair and makeup if you're the ladies and whatnot. And I'm sure hair and makeup if you're the dudes too sometimes. Um, I I, I was thinking about this. Would you guys, like me, think that for just the opening night when they get out of the limo, should the contestant, do you think it would help or hinder the show if they gave all the contestants a, a personal or a professional stylist just for that one episode? And then they gotta go. And then they gotta go the rest. I of think the it show. hinders the show. You think so? Because my my theory is they just get to see the contestant looking their best for the open opening moment. That's it. And then they gotta. And then they're on their own the rest of the way. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think it hinders the show. Okay. Necessary. I mean, I I like how everybody typically has presented themselves in the seasons that I've seen on the opening night, be they in a shark outfit or a penguin outfit. <laughs> I think it gives people insight immediately into their personalities and, and to who they are. I mean, I, I, if I was a contestant, maybe I would say, oh, I would really love it if someone did my hair or what have you. But I think that they would have prepared themselves pretty well for that moment. And they would have meticulously gone over what they'd be wearing and their whole plan and everything. But yeah, I think it kind of gives them the the contestant whoever is choosing either the bachelor or the bachelorette that season uh immediate insight into who they are and how that person presents themselves and i think that's the most important thing in that process you want to know the person and who they are and uh obviously clothes the saying goes make the man or the or the lady um so yeah i don't know i i don't think it's necessary i think they've done a really good job so far like i i don't think anyone's had any disastrous moments of socks and sandals sort of a thing so you know good for them yeah, I uh, I think it's all right too, and yeah, that that was my why I said it would hinder the show is uh, I want there to be situations where someone comes out wearing a shark costume or a penguin costume, whatever it happens well, I to be. I, I, those, right? Yeah. But I if you have a personal stylist, is it going to be the same? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. All right, you guys flip me on it. I I just thought like maybe <laughs> maybe it'd be fun if if they for the one night only they had the. Uh... I was just th- I was just thinking in terms of like I want to see these people at their uh, at their professional best before uh, <laughs> just for the one night and then and then see how I take it. Um, Jess, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about for this episode? Mm, I don't think so. I thought it was uh, oh 
kind of funny after the whole Demario thing when Chris Harrison was was in the gym waiting for Rachel to talk to her, <laughs> and she comes back in and she just like was like not not right now, <laughs> and she goes into the bathroom and Chris Harrison's just awkwardly standing there like okay. Yeah, and she did this thing where she was grabbing at like the back of her uh, of her pants, and I'm pretty sure it was to turn off the. Uh... The, uh, the, micro- like, the microphone pack so she could go into the bathroom and then just start swearing a whole mess, right? So yeah. that's what I thought it was anyway, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that's exactly how it went down. But uh, I don't know, it was pretty, that, that was a great moment. Of, anytime Chris Harris just gets left hanging, because I don't know, I don't feel like we need him anyway. So when, when <laughs> she left him hanging like that, I'm just like, gosh, she's so awesome, right? It's just, <laughs> so good. She's uh, pretty fun. Yeah. The other thing from that same somewhat sequence earlier on in the gym when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there (laughs) and as as Craig and I had been talking about before they brought out this NBA basketball legend, um, given all the time that they were given giving to Demario, it was like, oh, maybe this is the guy. This is this is the one with the X that's going to come out of the woodwork here. Um, but what sealed it for me was when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said, well, maybe he's Jekyll and Hyde, you know, like maybe yeah. he's just through. And I was like, yes, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. And Craig and I were like, where in what universe did we ever think that those words would be said? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on The Bachelorette. <laughs> like, I'm glad Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is here to give advice. Well, <laughs> he also shows us the way. He actually wrote some big uh, thing, I think, in I don't know what paper or column or internet blog or whatever it was he wrote it for but he actually wrote something last year about how uh the bachelor is ruining uh you know the love experience for millennials and that he also didn't agree with the fact that like the cast wasn't diverse enough and then all of a sudden they finally get a black bachelorette and uh kareem abdul jabbar is invited onto the show so that that was an interesting uh turn of events there so uh Obviously, all has been forgiven between Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the fine folks who give us The Bachelor every year. Hmm. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I like that. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice, it's a nice <laughs> story of forgiveness between yeah, Kareem nice, Abdul-Jabbar nice, yeah, nice, and a popular dating reality show. Yeah, nice forgive and forget. Who did th- this is the world we live in now, everybody. This is the world we live in. Uh, Craig, is your final three or four changed at all? Uh, no, I feel pretty good about the names I said last week. I feel pretty good about saying Kenny's name. I feel pretty good about uh, my mention of Dean. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Now, I, and I will say, I think that uh, after what we saw this week, I think that we're going to see a little more Josiah going forward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel pretty good about the names I said last week. Uh, yeah. Give me give me one name for somebody you think is going home. Oh, Blake. Blake, you <laughs> think he's going home right away? God, I hope you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. He leaves this episode, I think. Jess, has, has your final four changed at all? Or? I don't think so. I think pretty much, I think it's still the same. Um, I, I, I think that there are strong performances that have happened and hopefully will continue to happen uh, from my from my picks because I think they're great. I would like to see a little bit more of the relationship and development between Rachel and Freddie. Mm. I would like to learn more about what went on between them because they had kind of a bit of a, like an awkward moment just before yeah. Chris stepped in to tell her that Demario was back where yeah. she was talking about, you always remember the bad ones. And it's like, well, how bad could he have been? He was 12. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Fred is long for this show. Like, I hate to disappoint. Oh, I yeah. Like, I, I just, I, 
feel like her patience is wearing thin with that, and she's like unsure of how she would move forward with it. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of how we don't get to see everything. It's, but I would yeah. I would like closure on that. I want to know what happened. Like, did he put a, a snake in her camp bed or something like that? I don't, okay. think he, I don't think he did anything to her specifically. I think he was just that kid at... Yeah, troublemaker. The, I think he was just like the little troublemaker kid. There's always one of them. Maybe it was him, and it was just like... I don't know. I think I think for me that would be too weird. It would be like if you babysat somebody and then they tried to date you ten years later. I just I just don't think that. I don't know if I if if I was in that situation, I feel like that would be tough for for me to get over. And and I based on based on the way Rachel is is behaving around Fred, I feel that she is is in the same boat as me. Pierce, yeah. I've always said this about you, but uh, I feel it rings true here. You and Woody Allen are very different people. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know why I did that. It's very true. It is true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Craig Needles, who you got in the NBA Finals? Uh, give me Warriors in five. Warriors in five. I got Warriors in six. Can't do that. I, I, just, I have a hard time believing that there's not going to be a game six in Cleveland. I just, I just, I, I don't know. We'll I, I realize this, this Warriors team is, is quite fantastic, but I, I just, I can't do that to LeBron. I can, I cannot give, I cannot say LeBron is going to lose in five. Can't do it. I usually don't, I usually don't like, like to sell LeBron short, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. If he wins this one though. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> like, good Lord. Um, do we think, that uh, are you worried about Nashville after losing game one? No. no. Yeah, I mean neither. They were they were they were the much better team. Now is Pekka Rene? Uh, I'll say this: Pekka Rene's uh, MVP odds, I think, uh, before game one started, were minus one thirty. They are now plus three fifty after oh. after one game. That well, uh, what I'll say is that he had a disaster game against St. Louis in round two, and had yeah. a also not good game against Anaheim in round two in game four. Yeah. And he bounced back yeah. uh, after both of those very, very well. So hopefully, for the sake of the Predators, he can do that again. Yeah, I just, I, I, I the Predators are just a better team. <laughs> just, they really are. It's just, yeah, win the game. Tonight's game will be telling yeah. to see how, how they bounce back. And like Peter Peter Laviolette said after after game one, you know what? They've come back from, from bad games before. We'll just, it's, it's you reset mm-hmm. and you move forward. And even if tonight's game isn't great, we'll see what happens when they get back to Smashville, when they've got their crowd on their side yeah. and hopefully they can be a little be, bit re-energized. But I have, I have hopes for tonight. I'm hopeful that things will go well. And we only have, well, I mean, game time's eight, but always it takes a little bit to get underway with the with the actual play so in about 20 minutes let's say we'll find out how how the first period starts and if they've got some jump in their legs uh over under penguin shots in the second period craig six and a half over over yeah i think i they're just gonna save up all their shots for the second period i think <laughs> all right uh so yeah let's get out of here and, and go actually watch that game uh so next week we have episode 150 the big the big 150 for our uh, our podcast, and uh, we got we got something something we recorded already. So if 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 it's dated, um, whatever, not gonna apologize for it. But uh, <laughs> big debate, and then after the week after that, I would imagine we're gonna do the big Wonder Woman review. 
and uh, which man, it is that movie's getting some fantastic buzz right now. Ninety five on Rotten Tomatoes? Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. Um, very much looking forward to watching that and then reviewing it, and then we will check back in with you guys for some Bachelor Bachelorette talk, and hopefully Rachel just keeps on keeping on with what she's doing because yeah. she has been absolutely fantastic. Unless something so amazing happens that we just have to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, it'll be a couple more weeks before we uh, we hear you guys. So it's on it's on you, Bachelorette people, to give us something so insane that we just have to come on and do a mini episode about the Bachelorette. Uh, Craig Needles, Jess Brady, so much fun doing this. I love this, and I, I just love Big Up, Big Up, and Rachel every week. She's so fantastic. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for doing this, and uh, we'll talk to you later on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs> So bad.